A story they're writing today A wall that they're climbing You can carry the past on your shoulders You can start over Welcome to the broadcast of Calvary Chapel, Jacksonville Where the pastor is Pastor Ricky Rueda Grab your Bibles and read along Now here's Pastor Ricky Good morning. I think something big is happening today. I hear. I'm not big into it, but something big's happening. I don't know. Somebody's getting proposed to on the 50-yard line. I don't know. <laughs> My name is Ben. Um, yes, I did used to attend here. My family and I were here for years. Um, we really enjoyed it here. Um, that wasn't what the military thought for us, so we packed our bags and we moved across the country. Uh, I was blessed to be able to have a little work trip, and I took a look at my calendar. My boss and I said, hey, how about this weekend in February? So I've been out for a couple days on work, and I made sure that I spent a weekend here just so I could come back here, just so I could get to see you guys one more time, hang out with Pastor Ricky for a few days, and um, really just enjoy it. So if I start to cry, there's a good chance of that. We were here for, um, for about five years. I loved it here. My wife loved it here. Our kids loved it here. We were really settled in. Um, As Erica mentioned, I was an elder here. We were tied in well with the community, tied in well with the church. We loved where we lived. We loved the the street we lived on. We loved the the friendships that we got to make. When when we left here, again, it's the military, so, you know, I'm going to go to California for three years. I told Pastor Ricky, save my seat. I will be back in three years, and we're going to pick right back up like we never left. I don't think I made it two months before I called Pastor Ricky and I said, um, I'm not coming back. And he said, well, that didn't take long. So, um, I talked to Heather. I said, hey, I, I, don't, I don't think we're supposed to go back to North Carolina. And I was expecting, you know, some conversation in that, some, some curiosity about why I felt that way. And she said, I think you're right. I don't think we're supposed to go back to North Carolina at all. I was ready to settle down here. I was ready to live here for the rest of my life post-military, bring our family here, spend as much time as we could have here at Calvary Chapel Jacksonville, and yet that's not seeming to be the case. So the question I started asking myself is what changed? Why? Why this sudden feeling? I mean, the situation, of course, changes. Life changes. Things happen. Uh, various little details throughout your life might make adjustments, but, but why that change? Why suddenly? That's the question I want to ask. So we're going to pray, and then we're going to get into the word. If you want to go ahead and start working your way to Romans 12, that's where we're going to be. Father in heaven, thank you for this glorious morning you've given us, a beautiful sunshiny morning where we can come together, where we can fellowship, where we can praise you, where we can spend some time in worship, where we can open our hearts to you. Lord, I pray um, over this message that it is not me who's speaking, Lord, that it is you who's speaking through me. And Lord, I pray for each person here that they would receive your word into their hearts. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So Romans 12.2, that's where we're going to start. We're going to do Romans 12.2. You don't have to bounce around a lot. I will... Uh, throw some verses up on the screen, 
If you would like to flip to it, that's great. I have been told repeatedly, I talk too fast up here. I stopped trying to change that. So I will just apologize for the fact that I speak very fast. You probably won't be able to flip. Don't worry about that. Stick to Romans 12.2, and, uh, and I'll make sure they're up on the screen. So Romans 12.2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, and what is acceptable, and what is perfect. Paul was writing to the Romans, and he's encouraging them to pay attention to life through the correct lens, right? Through the correct perspective of life. Don't be conformed, be transformed. A perspective shift. So then the question is, what's your perspective? How do you see the world? How do you approach a problem? What do you see when you look out? How do we find ways to take our next step in life? The problem that I see that we as a people in general have, those who are followers of Jesus or not, is we look at all of those things with our perspective. We look at a problem with our perspective. We look at a situation with our perspective. We take our next step based on our perspective. I think that that's wrong. I think that that's the mistake that so often we make. Innocently enough, that's how we look at life. It's not right though. So what happens when you do that? Right, you might be able to calculate a few different uh, easy ways to move through something, some ways to, to navigate, right? But there's some problems that happen. And perhaps a biblical answer that you could come up with, the easy Sunday morning answer is, well, I'll, I'll have fear. Um, I might have doubt. I might have concerns. Well, yes, those are true. But really, the worst problem is that we see ourselves as better than we really are. We're more righteous, we're less sinful, right? We want to defend our answer for why we took that step, why we made that decision, why we went right instead of left. The harsh reality of the situation is when we start walking on our own path, what we're actually doing is walking away from God. We're walking away from the choices he has made for us and the choices he desires that we make. We tell ourselves that we're good in comparison to those others who really need Jesus, we clearly see ourselves as God, as righteous, as the ones who know best. The good thing about what I mentioned earlier, fear, doubt, concern, eventually you might go, oh man, I'm really scared. I don't know what to do. I'm not sure if I should do it this way. Right? You start to recognize these symptoms with inside you because something's wrong. That's good because once you start recognizing, you can start saying, okay, God, what am I doing wrong? The problem with self-righteousness is you don't do that, right? You think, I'm good. Everything's fine. I'm cruising along down my path in life. I don't have to worry about anything because things are going so well. So we think we're fine. That's a problem. Back to Romans 12.2. All right. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So from our perspective of looking at life in comparison to this verse, can you ask yourself these questions? 
Am I being transformed by the renewal of my mind? Am I testing the will of God? Or am I testing to discern the will of God? Am I trying to figure out what is good and what is acceptable and what is perfect? If you're looking at life through your own perspective and making decisions of your, from your own lens, from what you see ahead of you, then the answer is unequivocally, no, you are not. I'm not. It's just not how we see life. We can't answer these questions this way. So if we're looking from our own perspective, not happening. Okay, you don't have to turn there. It'll be up on the screen, Matthew 6, This is a simple one. Everyone knows it. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Anybody who knows the song? Who knows how the next word goes in the song? Right? Hallelujah. No. Okay, that's fine. All right. Our own perspective seeks our kingdom first. That's, that's as simple as it is. We place ourselves in the position of God because we look at life through our perspective. And in doing so, we don't seek his kingdom first. We seek our kingdom first. My question to you guys is why would you do that? Even if you're like, hey, I'm righteous enough and I'm good enough, even when I look at my own life and I go, things are going great, why would we look at it that way? What was the purpose of Jesus dying on the cross? What was the purpose of the sacrifice of Jesus if not to open the door and let us walk right up to God, completely unashamed, completely atoned for, all our sins washed away, I can go talk to God directly, and I can ask him, what do you have for me? Why would we ignore that sacrifice of Jesus? Our own perspective doesn't work. We've been given this opportunity. Why are we going to not use it? So if we know our own perspective doesn't work, then the logical next question is, what perspective does work? And here we go. What's the right perspective if we don't use our own? God, there we go. Yeah, it's a normal Sunday morning answer, right? It's either Jesus or God. We're going with God on this one. God is the whole, right? All right, so God's perspective. That's what I want you to think about. What does God's perspective look like? Um, we're going to go next slide. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto... To what? To what? One more time. A light unto my path. Your word is a light unto my feet and... I'm sorry. Is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Picture yourself walking on a trail at night. It's dark. The trail's not well lit. You're aware that there's boundaries on the side but you can't see what's in front of you. You know where you've come from so far because you just finished walking that way, but really what's in front of you isn't well lit. My argument is if we use his word as a lamp and we're opening his word as a lamp, that lamp shines in front of you. When you're holding your lamp out, how far ahead can you see? Maybe you got a just a candle going, right? Maybe today we've got a little LED in there, a nice little battery-saving LED. Right, it's out in front of you, and you're walking down that same dark path. How far in front of you can you see? Can you see all the way down the edge of the cliff, or the mountain, around the trees to know what's coming? No. All you can see is what's right in front of you. If all we can see is what's right in front of us, and we're using his word to guide us, then the only thing we need to worry about is that next step. God's perspective is so much greater than ours. We can only see a little bit in front of us, 
But that's all God needs us to see. Our perspective is very minor. That's not a bad thing, especially when we're lighting his path with his word. God's perspective, however, is infinite. Now, I'm going to give you guys an analogy. I love analogies. I didn't get this analogy. I heard it from Chuck Smith. And as a matter of fact, when I heard him say this, I think he quoted someone else. So don't walk away from here going, that was a great analogy. It's not me. Okay. You wake up in the morning and you know, I want to go to the parade today. I want to go to the Macy's Day Parade. I'm going to make sure I get up early. I want to get a good parking spot. I'm going to get out to the parade and I want to watch the whole thing. You wake up in the morning. Your alarm didn't go off. You get up a little later than you expected. It takes a little longer to get out of the house. You hit some traffic. You finally get there, park way away from where you wanted to be, and you get to the parade. By the time you get there, the parade has already started. You work your way up, and you finally get towards the street, and the parade's already going. So you might ask yourself, hey, has the, the Grand Marshal, the guy at the front, I didn't get to see him. Was that, was that pretty cool? Did he? And the guy, oh, yeah, the Grand Marshal, he was great, really decked out in his whole appeal, like doing a great job. Everything was great. Okay, well, the band... Uh, did the band make it past yet? I really wanted to see, yeah, yeah I'm sorry, the band, uh, band's already gone too. Oh, okay, well, did they sound good? Yeah, they sounded great. You won't believe it. It was like the angels singing. Band was wonderful. Okay, well, what's coming? Well, the floats haven't made it here yet. Well, that's great. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to wait on the floats. And you get to watch a couple floats go by. This is great. You're, you're having the time of your life. You're really enjoying the floats. And you're like, you know what? It took me so long to get here. I better... I know I gotta walk all the way to my car. I'm gonna go ahead and leave. Leave a little early, right? Somebody else walks up, they see you walking out there, squeezing their way up into your spot. They might ask you, hey, did you see the parade? Oh, you know, I missed the first bar, but you're getting here right as the floats are ending. You're probably only gonna catch that guy right at the end, sweeping up the stuff after the horses, right? He's like, that's okay, I wanted to see the last bit of the float. Right, you walk away, he walks into your spot, right? That's life. That's perspective. We didn't get to see the whole thing. But what is God, right? Where is God in this picture? He's the guy up in the blimp, right? He sees all of it. Not only does he see the guys, the grand marshal at the front, not only does he see the band, not only does he see the floats and the guy in the back sweeping up the stuff, he also sees that entirely, and he sees it from your perspective as well. He knows that you need to be where you are and seeing the parade where you saw it because that's where he wants you. He sees everyone lined up along the street at their position, at their time, from their perspective, and he's set it up to be that way on purpose. But he sees all of it. When we talk about God living outside of time, God's infinite, he always was, always is. That's his perspective, right? He lives outside of time. So when he sees what's going on, we should want to know what he has for us at that point because there's no way we could possibly know that if we look at life through our own perspective. So we're going to look at the next slide. You can go ahead and put it up. It's Proverbs 5.21. For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. I like actually the way the NLT says it, and if you go to the next slide, you'll see it there. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. I like the way this one says it. Normally, I've got ESV on everything else. This one's NLT. It's good. I like it. Um, consider the way it's laying this out. God's going to let you walk in the path that you're walking, but he's examining. He is 
looking at what you do. When you take a step, the Lord looks at it. Let's go to Proverbs 16.9 to kind of close up this thought process here. The heart of a man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes a step, right? God knows what you're doing. Every step you take, he's like, okay, I'm going to recalculate. I'm going to figure out what he's doing next. I want him to do something different based on where he is now at this step and this step is this step. The word establishes there. That's really what we're focusing on. Establish or plan. There's a Hebrew word. It's a chashav. It's kind of a fun word to say if you want to try it. You got to get that in there. Chashav. Right? There you go. I heard one. To think, plan, esteem, calculate, invent, make a judgment, imagine. All of these great things, right? Think about that. You take one step and the Lord calculates. He invents. He imagines the next step. He, in that moment, and for all time being outside of time, knows what he wants you to do next. Does not make it a secret from you. Does not try to hide it from you. He knows what the next step should be for your life. It's your choice if you're going to take that next step, if you're going to do that in his way. The only way you're doing that is how. We've talked about it a few times. How can we know what God has for us? Back to Romans 12 too. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Same questions I asked you before. Same questions ask yourself, but instead of looking at the questions through your perspective, look at the same questions through God's perspective. If we trust God's perspective, are we being transformed by the renewal of our minds? Are we testing to discern the will of God? Are we trying to figure out what is good and acceptable and perfect? If you're using the word of God to light your path, even if you can only see the next step, yes. Yes, indeed. Now you can answer these questions the way it's laid out. Now you can say, yes, I know what God has for me. It may only be a step, but I know what God has for me. It's 10.45. I'm a little bit fast. That's okay. I'm going to go ahead and ask the praise team to come back up here. We are almost done. Forget about what the world wants from you, right? Just forget it. Worry about what God wants from you. Forget about trying to see from your perspective. Forget about your teeny, tiny, little sliver of human perspective. Allow God to light your path. Forget about trying to stuff all your problems into that little sliver and trying to solve every problem that you think you need to solve. Let God worry about your life. Let God worry about tomorrow. Let God worry about establishing your steps. So what changed, right? I said at the beginning, what changed? I think you figured it out by now. My perspective changed. I began testing against the word of God the steps that I was taking. I began asking myself, well, what is it that God wants me to do? Circumstances changed. That's going to happen. What does God want me to do next? And what God said to me is, I know you enjoy Jacksonville. 
good. I wanted you to grow there. I wanted you to meet good friends. I wanted you to see what a church can do. When this happens, I also wanted you to see there's something else. I've got a plan for you. I love Ricky and Kara. I will never forget what you guys have done here for me. I love you guys. I will never forget the friendships I had here. I love this church. God has a different path for me. He may have a different path for you. And the only way you're ever going to know is open his word every day. Test against his word. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Testing the will of God and find what is good and perfect and acceptable. Renew your mind. That means figure out the right way to see the world. Test the things against God's will. That means open your Bible and open it every day. Finally, let God light your path. We're going to pray in a minute. I'm going to ask the elders to come up. If you have something you want to pray about, if you have something you want to be prayed over, if you need to pray for someone else, or you just don't know what's wrong with your life and you can't figure out your own perspective, come up here and talk to them. They're going to be over on this side. They're going to be over on this side. I'll be right down here in front. The Lord has something good for you, and it may be exactly where you are right now, or it may be something different, and it may shock you, but start looking at it from God's perspective instead of your own. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, as painful as it is sometimes to have to move, to have to understand why, you, why you're doing what you're doing, Lord, if we look at life from your perspective and we open your word and we pray and we ask you, please, Lord, just give me one more step in the right direction and we are testing that against your will then, Father, I know that we as a congregation, that we as Christians, that we as Jesus followers, follow Jesus, following our Savior, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that if we're following in his path, Lord, what you have for us doesn't have to be all explained at once, but what you have for us begins to appear. I pray over this congregation, Lord, and that um, they take these steps. And Lord, thank you so much for your perfect will, for your perfect word, that we can know how to do such things. I pray these things in your name.